have no fear. We're here to protect thee. We are the Movie Crew Podcast, and tonight we're talking about Richard Donner's The Omen. You no trouble. Me, fifth element. Supreme being. You will be a weapon. You will be a minister of death, praying for war. But until that day, you are cute. Sound off like you got a pair. Welcome to the podcast. We are your host. I'm editor Brian Elkins. With me here tonight, cinematographer Jared Callen. How you doing, Brian? Yeah, <laughs> I'm. I'm good. I like it's, it's. Your devil voice sounds very similar to like Will Arnett's Batman. <laughs> Thank you, Alfred. Thank you, Satan. <laughs> well, we also have with us uh, director of photography Mike Greggs. I only work in gray and. Sometimes very, very dark black. Wait, no, it's not it. Dang it, I fucked it up. How you doing, Brian? What's going on? Did you get another haircut? Um, oh, my. <laughs> you got a touch-up, didn't you? I did. I, did. I can tell. I fucking do. <laughs> that's right. That's right, everyone. Twice in 18 months. Wow. You went back to the same person, too, didn't you? Yeah, man. Man, that's repeat business. Man, you're 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 very observant of everybody's hair tonight. I mean, before we even started well, rolling, I, I, I would bring you up, but but you're looking. I, I did say I did say you were Brian, looking good. Brian's just trying to prove good, that he has no birthmarks in this region. That's what's happening. Yeah. <laughs> you should see his ass. It's like it's like it's all no. nines. <laughs> oh, you have bathed him, eh? Nine, nine, nine. <laughs> the remake of the Omen. We're cutting ass here. All right. Uh. In that nine one one in in England. See, yeah, it's like if you see Brian's ass, call for help. Like, God damn it. <laughs> and we also have with us costume designer Kristen Jones. Hello, hello. Oh, hi, hi. Here we are, talking The Omen, 1976, classic satanic film. One of of the three best. I would put this up here with, it's the last one, but Rosemary's Baby, The Exorcist, The Omen. Oh, dip. So now I've seen two of those. No, you haven't seen Rosemary's Baby? Nope. Oh, I haven't seen The Exorcist. Rosemary's Baby's pretty good. Cool, see, we got got, (laughs) got a lot of watching to do. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, if The Exorcist is as scary as this, then bring that shit on, because 
Okay, so this this is this is this is a big question for me. Is this scary? Do you have to be like super religious to find this scary? Speaking as a previously very religious person, I didn't find it scary. Interesting. Okay, but he said, do you have to be religious? So, like, if you were still religious, yeah. like, if you had watched uh, it whenever, would, would you Would your grandma freak scared? out at this? Uh, my mom would freak the fuck out with this. Like, I mean, I, there there are scenes that have, like, really, you know, like when all the the, the baboons, how, how do they the say baboons. it? Ba- baboons. When all baboons. the baboons. Stop <laughs> saying it weird. <laughs> <laughs> when all the baboons attack, uh, that's, you know, crazy. And then when there's, but I, I think it's, I think it's the same reason that when all the dogs attack, it's like, it's just so much noise. You oh know, yeah, it's just like the overwhelming. The of noise was yeah. definitely so a lot. Yeah, I definitely had to watch this with my remote in hand <laughs> so I could turn it up when they had like dialogue and turn it down when there was not dialogue <laughs> because it was just so unbalanced. Oh no, just let that music blare. That Jerry oh, Goldsmith. Yeah. No, I have like, neighbors. Oh. I have neighbors. They can't do that. <laughs> it's like a Gorian chance of fucking hell. And they're like, what is she doing? It's like dogs barking. <laughs> Should we call the police? I'm a little worried about her. No, no, she runs an Airbnb. It's okay. She just has guests. <laughs> <laughs> Ave Damian. <laughs> oh my gosh. It is a great score though. It, it, it helps the movie a lot. Um and yeah, I mean I guess the movie does that definitely doesn't have jump scares, but I I do think it's creepy and it it does get on it, it gets under my skin while I'm watching it. And by the time you get to the end, I I feel that pace and the music and everything. Oh, yeah. It almost goes into like a action movie territory wrapping it up real quick. It's pretty much right after David Warner's death. It kind of moves quick anyways, like the beginning and all that. I mean, they're they're just like, all right, let's hit these beats. Let's move on. Let's move on. You know, it's True. it's I was really surprised. And I and I remember that I, I'd never seen this before, but I had seen the remake with Julia Stiles in the theater. And, and all that started coming back to me whilst watching this, which is really weird lens to kind of see it through. Wasn't the remake also written by the same guy? Oh, really? I have no that's idea. What it looked, that's I have what no it idea. looked like on Did IMDb. Not, did yeah. not research it. Uh, the remake is fucking terrible, though. It is goddamn mm. terrible. <laughs> the the lighting is is horrendous. It's just like every room, there's like light shafts coming through like every direction. There's no like, oh, look, here's a light source. It's just like lights coming this way, shadows, smoke, wah. Like one a, shaft from one side of the room, a whole different shaft from the other side of the room. Yeah, I've seen a lot of porns like that, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but not like you know the U.S. Embassy uh, in the remake of The Omen. <laughs> uh, but life sh- life shafts mean that it's like a scary moment, right? Like no, it just means there's a lot of light. <laughs> I don't know. I thought this was shot pretty well. Like I mean, it it felt really low res on the DVD quality that I watched it on. But this was shot by. Uh, one Gilbert Taylor, who did Doctor Strangelove. Star Wars. Another little small movie <laughs> maybe you've heard of. A New Hope. So he was shooting this right before Star Wars, huh? Yep. Crazy. I, I think it's lit really well. Uh, some of it's kind of that front ca- front key lighting, which I don't like. But, uh, but a lot of it, like, wide shot stuff is outside is, like, super pretty. Um yeah. Yeah, like there's this one like where you're looking down upon the monastery or something. It's super off in the distance and we're like up really high. Oh, that was a gorgeous shot. Yeah, man. amazing. When they're in and Rome. Then, yeah, or, I mean Italy. Yeah, some of the stuff that's outside at like dusk, they like they did they just hit things really at, at the at the right time. And then even even the like the obvious uh, set work, 
You know, when the, I, the graveyard or whatever, <laughs> I mean, like it's obvious. Where you hear the howling on the wind, but no, none it, of the trees are moving. Hey, man, it looks amazing. <laughs> like, it looks really good. I don't uh, know, I was, dude. My son, <laughs> my son is 10 years old, called out the backdrop and was like, hey, yeah. yeah, look, that's got no perspective. There's no depth there. That's just a wall. That's, that's your that- kid, Brian. <laughs> well, no, he equated it to like those rides at Disney World, you know, like they have the walls yeah. and they just paint on the background. It's like, like Pirates Disney of the Caribbean. World didn't or... exist in 1976. <laughs> Dude, oh, wait, did yeah, it? yeah, it totally did. What well, not like, not like, not like, not like that, though. Did. Not like that, though. No. Well, he used similar techniques for fucking Star Wars and most of that shit worked, so. You've just seen it touched up so many times, Greg, you would, you know. <laughs> That is not fucking true. (laughs) Oh, he quit. Oh, holy shit. Are you getting? That is the original VHS right there. Nerd cred acquired. (laughs) (laughs) That was really fast. You got that very fast. (laughs) You sure that's not (laughs) He-Man? He-Man, Star Wars. I mean, when you look at the front cover, it doesn't matter. Same logo, right? <laughs> Same buff dude. Yeah. <laughs> one one of the guys that's buff is actually in the movie. The other one is like, where did that guy go? And, and now he's playing uh, Skeletor, is he not? Wait, who's playing Skeletor? What, Mark Hamill? Yeah. I I haven't watched that new, uh, with the Kevin Smith one? Yeah, I know he's in it, but yeah, and I think he's playing Skeletor. At least he's finally getting some good parts. Yeah, that Joker thing didn't pan out, did it? (laughs) (laughs) Well, his Joker didn't win a fucking Oscar. (laughs) Ah, Shots fired. He's not dead, that's why. (laughs) Damn. (laughs) Or his brother. Damn. Oh, going to hell for that one. Ooh. Uh, well, that, uh, well, it's it's appropriate. Hail <laughs> Satan. Speaking of going to hell, <laughs> the uh, the priest in this seemed quite certain that he was going to hell. When he's, he's like, "You're going to hell, and I'll see you there." Like, you're a fucking priest. Like, you don't you don't think you got like a little bit of an in with with the Jesus? No, no, man. He he brought he brought about the uh, the Antichrist, man. Yeah, it's it's his it's his it's his doing. You know, he, he's he's the one that like incited it. He's like, oh, we have this child. <laughs> uh. No, he said he was there. He didn't say that he did it. Oh, that's right. He was there. Yeah, he, he was, didn't do anything to stop it. Then though. I have he's to like, imagine, or like, it was not made explicit, but I have to understand that that it was the other priest who was talking to him that was doing the uh, the baby head bashing. I feel like if you're complicit, you're gonna go and bringing about the antichrist. You're gonna go to hell. But if I don't pull- know. There might be different roles. If you're pulling a, a human-looking <laughs> child out of a dog, um, <laughs> I don't know. I don't they know if we give that one away. I don't know if we, you know, we kill the other one. <laughs> but, but also, you know, Gregory Peck, what a dick! Like, is like, ah, you know, our our kid died, but we'll take this one. Won't tell Ma, you know. <laughs> I feel like you can chalk that up to I don't know grief maybe I, I'm not sure but I do think he's a huge dick when his wife <laughs> you know kind of is in the hospital and he's like baby I'm gonna go to Italy for a little bit you stay here I know your It'll life is fine. in danger It'll but don't worry <laughs> he did it even better though he said I'm going to Rome <laughs> <laughs> I mean he was the uh, the ambassador to Rome in the first place that's why they were there when when the baby was born, right? All yeah, I'm saying so. is if my child tried to kill me and I was in the hospital because of it and my husband says that he's going to go to a different country, I'm going to have a problem with it. What? That is a fair problem to have. But at the same time, <laughs> on the other hand, 
There's a lot of gray area for is the kid trying to kill her or is she just That's having true. crazy woman fantasies according to her She's total hysterical. asshole of a psycho of a psychiatrist. Well, hold on. I mean, I think it's fair. I think we could actually I, I kind of was watching that and I think the question of is the kid doing it on purpose or not? could actually be brought up i don't think that she's you know psychotic in any way um but no like like with the whole incident with the stairs he's just like riding his bicycle and he accidentally like or is it an accident and he hits her and she falls it's it do, i know demonic, demonic music? no because yeah right Come yeah on. no i know i know no, but that but was coming from is, the nanny I that was the nanny she had a cd playing in the back or a record who would walk over <laughs> and push okay that's all i'm saying no, she no. This, the nanny was standing. Her, you know, the, the governess or whoever the fuck she is. She's standing she's in that nanny. room. She's she's winding fucking Damien up, letting him spin around. He's like, "That's right, get the spring nice and tight." You know, and she winds <laughs> him up and winds him up and winds him up, and then she opens up the door, and then we get our shining. You know, <laughs> well, yeah, because yep. and then yep. he just continues down the hallway. I mean, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I feel like. <sighs> Is he like fully embodied, like in the Antichrist, or is he? How much of him is still a child? I just well, it's a, it's I'm a, curious. Well, it doesn't make any. I don't know. There, there's there's something else going on because there's like Final Destination style shit where uh, you know brakes on cars can can go off by themselves, and there 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 are it's other the devil, bro. That that dude bumped it as he was getting out. Really. Yeah, he he literally bumped it. There was like a close up okay, of him. Well, bumping you know, it. so basically the the uh, you know, you know, you know, you know the old phrase let Jesus take the wheel. So basically, <laughs> <laughs> you know, let, the devil had the wheel on on, on that trike. Yep, yep. But I do appreciate the sound of it going over wood and then carpet and then wood and then carpet. Uh mm-hmm. very nice uh nod to The Shining even more there. Oh uh, no, uh uh-uh. uh The Shining ripped this movie off. This came out 4 years before The Shining. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't look that up. Uh, okay, th- damn. This is the cinematographer that shot Dr. Strangelove, so I think Kubrick yeah. is yeah. homage. Oh, you're totally, yeah. The oh, for some reason in my head, I was thinking The Shining came first because that's what I guess what I saw first, but I didn't, I didn't look at the dates. Kubrick, you rip, you ripped this off. Hey, no, come on. He's, he's, he's paying homage. homage. It's the he did it better. He did it better. But yeah, wow. Uh, well, well, cool. Well, well, good on Kubrick for doing that. You know, sound from wood to carpet, wood to carpet, because that was <laughs> that's what really sells that to me in The Shining. Well, I think I think it, back to Kristen's point. Like, is is the kid actually psycho or the Antichrist, or is he just a kid who doesn't notice? I mean, I I feel like the inclusion of the additional shot where he just keeps going and like doesn't seem to give a shit. That his mom just flew over the fucking balcony. Well, he pauses and looks at her. He like kind of leans on the yeah. balcony and like stares at her for a second. Yeah, he's like, <laughs> "Well, that just happened. Continue riding." No, no, he di- no he he doesn't get back on the bike. He, he runs down the hall screaming. He leaves the bike. Did he? Yeah. Oh, okay. I mean, he clearly has some sort of behavioral issues. We're not saying he's a normal kid. I'm just saying, is he? The Antichrist. Look, the animals know. If he's not the Antichrist, like, was he just walking around shitting his pants? And he just that shot, the shot of those giraffes. The giraffes was awesome. It was a pretty great shot. How yeah. did they do that? Was that a composite, or did they no, actually get those giraffes to run away? Did they shoot a gun at him or something? I don't know what <laughs> they did to get him to, to run away. <laughs> There's a lot of ADR in this. I have to imagine there was a ton of like things. They're just like screaming at him. They're like, yeah. "Go, yeah. go, yeah. you yeah. long neck bastards!" You know, they're <laughs> screaming at him. Yeah, because they all four turned at the same time. So that was that was like, pretty. Oh, pretty these guys well. are very abusive. Yeah, yeah the giraffes at the zoo they don't res- they don't respond at all. Like the loud noises, no, they're, they're just like, like yeah. yeah, who gives a fuck? Trees, word up. Trees are terrific. Do you have some lettuce? But this was like a weird ass zoo. I mean, 
they're Dude. like those animal enclosures are just open at the whole time, and you just drive your car through and like why do they have five hundred baboons? Dumb enough to like <laughs> d- keep your windows closed, people. They actually have one of those. Uh, yeah, they in have the those things. Yeah. yeah, I've been to a couple of them. But why are there five hundred baboons? <laughs> yeah, but. But are they like shouting at you over the radio? Don't open your windows, or you're going to get physically hurt. Yes, like, please don't. You will die. I mean, the I, baboons I, I, will rip you. I'm sure they will. Baboons are dangerous. The baboons are dangerous. Drive through them. Drive slowly. Keep the windows closed. So this was not at an open zoo or whatever they're called, which I have been to. But like, I have totally seen people in the mountains roll down their windows and feed bears from their cars, oh. and then like roll up the window and be like, oh, we're done now. And then the bear like ripped <laughs> part of their door off. And so people are stupid is where I'm going with this. Like it doesn't, you know, yeah. It doesn't require to be a zoo for them to be yeah, stupid. Yeah, no. Okay, I'll accept that. That's fair. Is, is it, so are, are baboons uh, God got, got <laughs> baboon like, motherfucker. Just yeah. keep it going, Jared. Are, 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 going. are they godly creatures? Because they try to attack, but all the other creatures run away, you know, so are they... Well, because the baboons are dangerous. Yeah, they're yeah, I know. You know, they're predators. You know. Yeah, they're like we must kill the Damien child. Yeah, so we're gonna take him out. Yeah, rub our big red asses on his face. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't, now I, why the dogs are like servants of Satan or whatever. <laughs> I don't Rottweilers, man. Because because they're scary. I, yeah, yeah, they are. But yeah, I don't know. Like like it does it doesn't make a lot of sense. Like well, baboons are scary. Why don't you make the the baboons also like? So it's a little easier to, to 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 train that that dog to stand by, you know, and move around than, than a baboon. I know. So just not show the baboons. I don't know. It's it's weird. Yeah, the baboon thing was weird. But the the weirdest scene of all was was when they lose him in the park. Where they in the park like, when they're walking next to the river? When they're walking next to the river and they lose Damien, they're like, "Oh my god, where the fuck is Damien?" And they're like, "You know, Damien." You didn't think that felt like really? No, I think they wanted to show like how detached like the the mom was from the kid. Like they they go out of their way several times throughout the movie. Um, mm-hmm. Like even when the, it, it, there's a really nice sequence, I th- it's all the way up until the birthday sequence where the nanny uh, hangs herself. Right? There's this like, like little uh, montage sequence of of Damien growing up. You know, with mom oh, and dad, with the, with the photos and all that. Well, yeah. yeah well, I mean, it looks like everything before then. Like when you know when they're going and look at the new house and all that stuff. There's no furniture upstairs. No, but oh, they are they are definitely on the floor. <laughs> so, they're definitely trying to show how disconnected she is from from her kid. Yeah, actually I thought it was really interesting. I don't really get into a lot of like the demonic antichrist movies mostly because I was not really raised in that kind of fundamentalist way and so it doesn't like resonate for me at all. And so anyway, the point is I was listening to a podcast and <laughs> they were talking about how I don't know if this is accurate. Um, again, I was not raised like this, but um, they were talking about how the first sin was committed by, I guess, Satan, and it was jealousy. He was jealous, and um, he was cast out of heaven because he was so jealous. Is this not accurate? Jealous, and and you don't know either. Jealous is not the word I've heard it described as. Pride is is how I've heard well, it pride, described. but that's part of yeah. it. I mean, I think that I think they kind of tie in, right? And so as I was watching this and keeping this in mind. <clears throat> that that this is why Satan was cast out of heaven. Uh, that I I actually thought it was really 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 interesting, kind of the correl the the correlations that we have here between. Um, so Satan wants to come from what I watching the movie, he wants to come and have his little antichrist baby here so he can create 
his own kingdom here on earth so that he can have that love and he can have that what he never had right like that's what they say in the movie and i just thought it was so interesting how we we take this and we make it the mark of the beast and we make it this like evil sin and all of this when you just look at like what you're just talking about people who feel so neglected and feel so disconnected that's all they're searching for is like they're just so jealous of other people and they like have they build up this false pride because that's the only way they know how to survive because they've never had that and i don't i don't know i just thought it was really interesting how we sit here and apply all of this to like he's like birthed from an animal or something which i i don't know if that's in the bible either but he was like in this one he was like birthed from an animal because it's so demonic but like we create that all the time like if you take that kid who has a neglectful, disconnected mother, as lovely as she is. And I really enjoyed a lot of her outfits, but you know, he doesn't really have like these lovely parents, a loving home. And yeah, actually he's going to be, when he grows up, assuming he grows up, he's going to be this horrible human being. You know, I thought it was interesting. Like, why do we have to make it like we, I, I guess it was so interesting to me because hearing all of this stuff it seems so disconnected and i've never really been interested in stuff like this before so you're saying like uh the antichrist just needed a, a big hug and a proper mom and dad to care for him and well i don't know because i mean if that's the point of the thing be so bad what if he did have a mom and a dad let's well, not when he has two parents here what if he did have a mom and a dad who were in his life and who did care for him and who he wasn't disconnected from i don't i don't know it didn't seem like he was causing things. It seems like he, he radiates bad things. Things just happen around him. Things, um, because he, because he exists, bad things happen. Okay, but I, I mean, that's like, I think that's a very interesting point of view, especially when parents have kids who are bad, who do radiate bad things. And I've met kids like this, but like also the parent, like, comes from the parents. <laughs> I mean, I've met some bad kids, and then you meet the parents, and you're like, oh, that's why. Well, he was, he, uh, even if he wasn't the spawn of Satan, he would have been a little <laughs> shit. I mean, like, you know. Um, well, you know, because, like, like his they're, dad's, they're, like, no. the ambassador, and, like, they're wealthy, well, and, like, no, all of that. I mean, you just, it just shows yeah. that you go to his birthday party, and he has multiple... <laughs> Multiple photographers running okay, around taking pictures that of him. birthday party looked like so much fun. I was like, wait a minute. Is this what people's have, like their birthday parties are like in England because I'm missing out. Oh, with the carousel and all that? It was, it was he had a little crazy roller coaster, clown. man. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, the roller coaster was so badass. Yeah. <laughs> this, like, yeah 12, and a scary like, little face. <laughs> they, they picked a nice little chubby little scary little kid. He, he's, got the, he's got the right look with his little messed up hair. Yeah, I liked that little kid. I thought he was cute. Oh, he's got a creepy know. ass smile. Man, so, yeah, some of his some of his yeah. little faces. Yeah, okay, the smile. Does, yeah. yeah, as long yeah. as he's not smiling, I thought he was cute. <laughs> as long as you're not making. A do you happy think it face? was actually a creepy smile, or do you think you're projecting the creepiness Probably of the movie creepy, onto his yes. creepy smile? No. I just think he's a creepy little kid, dude. Uh, well, I, okay. So when I say smile, I'm really thinking of that last shot and how that shot, uh, like how his smile creeps up on his face. Even if this wasn't a horror movie, it, 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 that's like the smile of like the bully kid that's like, yeah, fuck you. I got you, bitch. <laughs> See, I have to disagree. I have to disagree because I was aware of this scene and, and like the lore around it and the way that Richard Donner apparently got him to, to make that smile from talking to him off camera. 
Like I, I have I've watched the scene pictures and read the story about this description, and then I watched it and I was like, he's just laughing at the director. Like, well, hey, not, that's, it that's, didn't that's, feel creepy to me at all because you, I was watching it knowing what happened. You knew the secret sauce. Yeah. When when, he, when Richard Donner's off off frame, going, don't you fucking smile, don't you smile, don't you fucking don't smile, you, smile, you shit, don't you do it. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, no, I think that smile is perfect, man. No, it's great. How it's great. how it how he just he cracks it at first, and then you get the laugh. I think and it's perfect. I like. I like that you don't see who's holding him and all that. It's just no. It's, you just hear the one guy be like, "Mr. President." Yeah. Oh, dude, it's totally set up. He's gonna take over the world. Why are you laughing like at that, end. Griggs? Yeah, I like that. <laughs> this, is, like, this is like one of the best fucking like horror endings. Like, yeah, this is up there, man. This is a good one. Yeah. Yeah, but oh, I love the way this ended. It was perfect. And- I love the opening, like uh, where they just they come in with the names of the talent, and then it has that fucking silhouette with the upside down cross. Yeah, yeah. They, they just set them. They set the tone just right off the bat, and I was like, "Yeah, I like this already." I, I like it too because they, uh, yeah. like, even before they go into that, the 20th Century Fox logo that has like that one of the most famous fanfares of all time. That boom, 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 boom. It's completely absent. You just get the logo, and then the yeah, first right. thing you hear. Is the Gregorian it, chant? Is that fucking like scary? <laughs> so fucking. Here comes a creepy baby. <laughs> Wait, know? I have a question. Solid choice. Not okay. Sorry, this is only slightly related. This is not related to the Gregorian chants. Um, wait. So, Mike, you grew up in a religious household. Is this like, like, is the book of okay? So, like, as someone who did not do this, I mean, I hear about the Book of Revelations. Like, is it as big of a deal to you guys as it is as, as like movies make it seem? Like, how often uh, did you read it? <laughs> yeah, like this is like a, like a monthly thing. Like, what's going on? I you sit I around at night and, and the four horsemen. <laughs> no, so I've, I I I personally I never took it super seriously in in this kind of a sense. Um, I have definitely seen some circles not necessarily participated in but but been adjacent to some some circles uh, um, of people who very strongly believed certain implications from the from the book and ordered their entire lives around it i'm thinking of the uh the 24-hour prayer houses international house of prayer in kansas city very like oh this like is IHOP? the end times yes okay. ihop just okay um yeah, not the House of Pancakes. They call themselves IHOP. <laughs> International House of Prayer. If you know, you know what I'm fucking talking about. Uh, but there's just this whole like this like subsect syrup. of people that that are like, no, we're living in the end times, and we have to bring about the you know the second coming of Christ, and these are the ways that we do it. And it's up there with Zionism and and people being like, no, we have to get Israel back to their fucking status so that the second coming of the Lord can happen. There's, there's some, there's Wait, some people what? who go way into, like, we're going to help along um, the, <laughs> the end of days, basically, so that everyone can... Bow their knee to Jesus. That's that's the the general. Wait. Gist of okay. It. Hold on a second. Okay, I have a follow up question related to the movie. This. Okay. Okay. So if okay, these people okay. are trying to cause the end times so that Jesus will come back, maybe the priest shouldn't be going to hell because if he brings about the Antichrist. That's not how helps- it works, Kristen. No, come oh. on. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's a loophole. It's a loophole. <laughs> 
That's not how this works. Are you sure though? Because maybe they're just doing the God's intention. bidding. Yeah, if they're trying to bring Jesus back, then maybe it's a good thing, right? I don't know. I mean, <laughs> real talk. This is the debate, right? Like, where where do you where do you draw the line between like? Oh no! I'm helping someone's soul by saving them. Hashtag white colonialism, uh, or bringing about the end of times by helping the antichrist come into the world by smashing another baby so that he can go. like. I mean, slippery slope feels like the wrong way to even start describing that debate. For the greater good. That's <laughs> <laughs> there's hitting that kid with a brick. <laughs> like, Jesus fuck. <laughs> All right, so how oh, weird is it that, that those graves dark. that they're that they're just like big open holes? There's no there's no casket. right. There's not there's no it's, casket around it. They just, just like toss them in and then you put just this take giant just like you know two inch marble, yeah, yeah. And, you, and you slide it over and oh, there's the body. <laughs> is that how it is? Well, uh, not yeah, in the grave, but in, in, in some like European um, countries. Yeah, yeah. Wow, wow. buried without very, a casket, very, just very in the smelly dirt. around there. But not even in the dirt. Like the hole is left open. Yeah, yeah, it's just open. No, it's entombed. There's yeah. concrete. Well, the, there's just a lid. Yeah, but no, it's, yeah, it's it, the holes dug out, and it's encased in. There's concrete around that. It wasn't just like a hole with dirt. Oh, it looked like it was just a dirt hole with the, the concrete no, there, over there, it. There, there was like a concrete box in the ground with a lid on it, and they <laughs> yeah, and they open okay, up this okay, lid okay. like like yeah. like you're like you're going through the fucking dungeons in Diablo. Like <laughs> it's just like that's just like the same thing as those graves in Louisiana, right? Only they sit yeah. on, to- on yeah, top, except and then yeah. this would be down below. But what I'm saying is, when you open that, that normally there's a coffin inside there. Well, okay, so the ones in Louisiana, for example, when you open it up, <laughs> their coffin, coffin isn't there because it sinks, and so that's why you just open it up and you stick another coffin in. Like there's multiple people buried in there in Louisiana, for example. It's it's like a Pez dispenser. Yeah, they exactly. Just- <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Can I get you another dead body? Here, open up this giant Batman head. Oh, oh like cherry flavor. Oh. Damn it. <laughs> I do you guys think that the uh the animal being buried in the mom like do you think the implication there is that the kid was born from an animal or do you yes. think that yeah. it was just yeah. That's what they said. The priest really? says that in the uh, yeah, he says uh it's mother. Oh, you mean my wife. No, it's mother. It's mother was a jackal. And the, the door opens. Oh, I thought he said demon. I didn't hear what he said. Yeah, he says jackal. Okay. I just thought the implication was that they just buried an animal for the sake of having some kind of a body to put in that spot. Cause okay. They didn't want, I don't know. I have another question. That makes more sense. I don't know, Mike, if this is your territory or not. Okay. So if the baby <laughs> was born from a jackal, how, like, mm-hmm. how did... Did they just the like fuck? find the know. jackal and they were like, "Oh, this is a great way." Like, is it like a like a spell? Like, like they're witches it and was cast- the one with the red eyes. Oh dear God! Yeah, it's the know. satanic one. It had like a little pentagram. Yeah. yeah, it's its tail actually curled into a oh, six. So that makes sense. Okay, <laughs> it was actually right, so on he fire. had the jackal had the yeah. tattoo just like the kid did, and Thank so they Ghost were Rider, like, but dog. "We'll yeah. impregnate." Okay, all right. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I mean, you have all these Rottweilers that are, like, roaming around just being like, oh, we're going to be evil, but we're going to be, like, over here evil. So I, okay, I have to imagine that the jackal was also, like... Hold on. Those Rottweilers were pretty cool. And I was like, I would like a dog to just stay 50 feet away from me and growl at people whenever they come too close. That would be great. Yeah. Like, stand in front of the door. Don't come down the hallway. Just be right there. And curl up and at the everyone... window. Yeah. Just, just waiting. 
Yeah. I do love that little tiny, like, they have just a little light that's just right in where the dog's going to be. And he stands up, and you're like, oh, fuck, there's the dog. <laughs> he doesn't need to, to bark. He doesn't really attack. He doesn't really attack. He just growls. No, yeah. he's like, motherfucker, are you going to do something? You going to try it? You going to try it? Oh, it's his cousins here. that bark constantly, and they don't that's shut right. up. They're the ones that live at the crazy uh, graveyard. Man, that, that was probably the funniest story on the commentary where uh, it's the graveyard with all the, the dogs. And Richard Donner was like, oh, we had a problem with these dogs. And I was like, oh, shit, these dogs like attack somebody or something like that. And he's like, these dogs right here would not stop humping each other and trying to get busy. <laughs> what do you expect? I was like, oh, OK, that's totally not that's- what I was expecting you to say. I don't know. I, I thought you were going to say that one of the dogs refused to be in the movie, so he, you know, or refused to shave his mustache. So Richard Donner had to go talk to him and said that he would shave his mustache so the dog would do the movie, <laughs> or something like that, like that lead dog, you know. So, don't talk satanic about satanic Rottweilers. Like they don't have whiskers. I need you to cut all those whiskers right off. <laughs> <laughs> if you do, I'll cut my whiskers. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Sure, I got it. And on that, we're going to take a break. (laughs) We're going to play the trailer for Richard Donner's The Omen. We'll be back. For generations, the Thorns have been a family of tremendous wealth, position, and power. The perfect marriage of Ambassador Robert Thorne and his wife, Catherine, was fulfilled by the birth of their son, Damien. And then, when the child was five years old, something terrible happened. And then it happened again. Was it an accident? Was it murder? Was it a coincidence? Or was it an omen? Look at me, Damien. It's all for you. 20th Century Fox presents a film of psychological suspense about an occurrence of earth-shaking importance. Gregory Peck, Lee Remick, The Omen. I was at the hospital, Mr. Thorne, the night your son was born. I saw its mother. I saw its mother. I have fears. I have fears. What kind of fears? Its mother, Mr. Thorne. It's on my wife. Its mother. What is it you're trying to say? His mother was a... This is not a human child. No mistake. There are those who will die for him. There are those who will kill for him. Who is he? What does he want? Where did he come from? And can he be stopped? Gregory Peck. Lee Remick, The Omen. If this is the truth, where does it end? All right, we're back. That was the trailer for Richard Donner's The Omen. It was a good trailer. It was a good trailer. That was a good trailer. That was a good trailer. Wait, is there is there an echo in here? <laughs> <laughs> 
They showed all the terrible, scary moments without actually showing how and why they were terrible and scary. Well, they had to give you reasons to come see it, I guess. But still. Wait, you thought it showed too much? I don't know. No, I'm saying I feel like they showed everything that was helpful to be seen to be like, oh, this is pretty intense without actually showing like what was going to happen in those moments. Yeah. Unlike every Marvel trailer for the last fucking eight years. Jared did not seem too uh, too enthused. I just got confused because I was trying to see if that if that one guy was is Doctor Who because he looks like one of the first, one of the, like the early Doctors. What are you talking about? The Which, priest? Uh, the priest? Yeah. No, it's not Doctor Who. <laughs> it's not him. All no. right. He looks like one of the early Doctors. I, I I feel very confident in saying he's not, but now you're making no, he's me not. I'm I'm looking, but you're yeah. making me question my childhood there, Jared. <laughs> well, you guys watch those old Doctor Who episodes? My dad seen, watched Doctor Who all the fucking time, man. I've not seen all, like, 800 episodes or whatever, but I feel like I've definitely seen at least one episode from almost each Doctor. So, I nerded yeah. out with the Peter Cushing Doctor Who movies or the TV movies, whatever those were. But that's where I left that. But that was another story. <laughs> For another time. <laughs> <laughs> bum, yes, bum, but bum, where does that bum, truth bum. end? <laughs> Closing out like Conan. What the hell is going on here? <laughs> oh, I guess we should uh, we should talk uh, box office numbers here real quick. Um, and we do have good box office data for this film, unlike a lot of other movies uh, that came out in the seventies. Just because this movie's success is one of the reasons that Star Wars was able to get made. If this movie had flopped, Twentieth Century Fox would not have been able to finance Star Wars. Oh shit! Really? Yeah. yeah. Uh, That's interesting. And Alan Ladd, the guy that, that was the head of 20th Century Fox, um, at this time, I think, uh, he greenlit so many fucking great movies, man. But, I mean, he, he had like three years or four years from like 76 to almost 1980. And he greenlit all those 20th Century Fox movies. It, like Alien was because of him. Star Wars is because of him. So much awesomeness. And then he even went and formed his own group, The Lad Company, and he did fucking Blade Runner. Like, I mean, Whoa, yeah. guy's done a lot of what sci-fi. A wow. Wow. But uh, this movie was only budgeted at uh, $2.2 million. That was it for 1976. Now, we also had the marketing <laughs> numbers for this. This movie cost $2.8 million just to market, just to put out trailers for print, ad buys, for television. Wait. An additional two point eight on top of the two. Additional two point eight. So five million spent as a whole. Okay, give us the total, Brian. What did it come in at? Uh, it, it made sixty point nine million in the United States, and its worldwide okay. total was uh, seventy eight point seven. I mean, that is that's a that's a crazy number for only costing five million to put out. It's crazy that they'll spend so much money on marketing and stuff, but not on actually making the movie better. Yeah, I know, right. It, it, it is weird how they, they do that. It's like, what? <laughs> like, Wait, what did they need to make better in the movie? No, I'm just saying they spent well, like, over, you know, <laughs> half the budget more just for marketing, you know? I thought it was pretty good, though. Oh, no, no, no. They, they, did, they, they did their job. They made a really, really, really cool film. Was this Richard Donner's first, like, actual proper feature? Uh, it was not his first uh, feature. He made uh, two or three other films before this, one with, like, uh, Charles Bronson. Um, okay. I have not seen it. Um, this is the first Richard Donner film I've seen in terms of like yeah, earliest yeah. in his filmography. Yeah, it looked like uh, on IMDb, it looked like everything he had done for like the 10 or 15 years previous to this was all TV. Man, he's done so much television. He worked in television directing for wow. almost 20 years. I mean, it's, it's ridiculous the amount of 
Uh, and like, there's TV shows that we know today, still know the names of. Yeah, yeah. get smart. The Wild Wild West, three episodes. Wild Wild West, Avengers, um, Twilight Zone. I think was on that list. Yeah. Okay. Uh, he directed yeah, the very famous uh, William Shatner Gremlins on the. Uh, oh, he did. You're right. He did. Yeah. He directed that episode. That was a thing. Yeah. A thing on the wing. Um. Yeah. And Kojak. Man. Yeah. Everything. Fucking Kojak's that fucking old man. Yeah. <laughs> I guess it yeah, is. Man. He, yeah, man. He, he did Kojak 1973 through 74, three episodes, and that was right before. Uh, he came in to do the Omen. Damn. Which he, dude, he followed up the Omen with Superman. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Wow. That's how he got Superman. This was a this was a big hit, so he was able to uh, to move on. They're like, oh, you did your devil movie. Now do your savior movie. <laughs> <laughs> Man, after he did Superman, he was pretty he was pretty set there. After that, that was uh, that was a big deal. Except for those fucking producers screwing him. Still, still made a good good looking movie. Yeah, he did. I will say, uh, I've seen Superman so many times, and all those balcony scenes where, like, uh, you know, Superman is like flying to uh, Lois Lane's balcony, and she comes outside and she waits on him. Man, like that diffused look. That her? yeah, like that entire like all that stuff outside with her. That all that diffused stuff. That's he's doing the same thing in this movie as well. Yep. Yeah. There's a lot of diffusion in this. I don't know why he, uh, but I don't know why that, but that seems like that was his style for the seventies. Um, well, he, he's hearkening back to the old classic look. Whenever you cut to your main actress, you're going to put, you know, Vaseline on the lens. <laughs> yeah, but it's just weird. It's not what I think of usually as like a Richard Donner film. You know what I mean? Like it, he doesn't carry that look in the eighties well, or nineties. It's, re- it's really heavy on Superman. Like Lois Lane it on is. that balcony scene is it like, is. wow, man, she's like glowing. Yeah. How much of that do you think was was Richard Donner, and how much of it do you think it was his DPs making those calls? I don't know. I mean, he does it in Superman, and that's a different cinematographer in that movie. So, yeah, I don't, I don't know. That's why it's not as subtle. Fair. Whoa, really? He's dead. I can say shit like that now. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, which one? The director, or the cinematographer? <laughs> yeah, they're they're both, they're both fast. <laughs> I don't know. I did appreciate the the um, whatever diffusion filters they're using. It, like every single headlight looked like a little little cross of light. It totally like yeah. E- even like yeah. some of the sconces on the walls and stuff yep. in the background had little like little crosses in them. It's like yep. they're using a star filter, but it was real. It was still subtle. It wasn't like sharp. Yeah, it definitely wasn't super like in your face, but it it, it was enough of like a subtle thing that's like part filmmaking decision, part like story. You can project yourself onto it. That I I thought it. it Definitely added to the tone for sure. You know, crosses. But they're straight across, so you can't tell is it upside down or normal. So it's, you know. It just means plus. So, <laughs> <laughs> the omen. They're, 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 you know, you have to just, it's inferred upside down cross. Exactly, exactly. I, how did that get to be a thing in religion? Like everything that's holy, you just take it and do the reverse, and then it's like, oh, unholy. It's because hell's down there, Brian. <laughs> it just seems lazy. I don't know, like <laughs> you know, in the upside down. I know lazy <laughs> is probably the good word for it. Yeah, yeah. Well, they even had a little throwaway line in this. They were like, "For everything that is holy, there is an unholy." That's the what he he said. I don't I don't remember what he exactly said. He something about like that's the quintessence of uh, of temptation is how he described it. I was like, what? I, I shouted bullshit at the screen when he said that line. There, there are just weird things with religion and film that I've never, I've never really understood. Uh, just outside of things looking cool, like 
you look at all these famous like demonic or satanic horror films, and it, it just seems like Hollywood, like it's just Catholics that are terrified of this shit. <laughs> Have you guys ever noticed that? It's like that's that's what a priest looks like in a movie is like you know the the Catholic with the little collar, and it's like well that's that's not what mo- <laughs> most people's priests look like unless you're a Catholic. So, right. it, so is that just was- because it looks cool, or is there? Go ahead. Oh, well, okay. Yeah, I do think it does look cool. But also, I mean, because like a lot of like Protestant preachers, like they just wear normal clothes. Like that's boring. But also, isn't this a Protestant movie? It's a, like a fundamentalist Protestant movie. Like Catholics don't believe in this. I don't know. I'm not Catholic. I was raised Catholic. I can tell you they don't believe in any of this. Yeah, well, so why is there so much uh, Catholic imagery like all over? Like, yeah, I don't know. I didn't associate that until you just said it because there is. I recognized a lot of it because the priest um, was an exorcist, right? The other guy, right? Yeah, they I had, guess they had I don't, to go to. I don't know, but yeah, no, this is all like very like Protestant. This is not Catholic at all. Really? Yeah, I think the perspective is definitely Protestant, but the what's the difference? Well, so first of all, Catholicism does have like. What am I trying to say? It's not ordained is the wrong word. Like like acknowledged official exorcism is a thing in the Catholic Church. Right. To my understanding, I wasn't raised Catholic, but that's everything that I've read that feels accurate. Exorcism is sort of a woo-woo thing in in the Protestant side, at least in in terms of like, oh, you need a specific blessed pastoral Catholic priest type person to perform it. Um but I, I think it's I think it's a simpler answer than that. I, th- I think it, it's the imagery of a priest because everybody can recognize the collar implies tradition, implies history, implies like massive organization behind this singular person. Um, so it's it's easier from a narrative perspective to be able to say, oh, this is what it looks like, as opposed to like Kristen said, it's a normal pastor that dresses. You know, maybe he wears like a lame suit on Sundays, but. The rest of the time just looks like a normal person. Yeah, plus he has like a wife and kids, like you would never know. Yeah. Is, is there a supernatural, like, you know, devil movie that attacks like a Baptist minister? Man, I can't think of one off the top of my head. There's our new movie, guys. That's it. <laughs> yeah. I cast you out, Damon. You know, yeah, you gotta, I mean, you like gotta really gotta make it a Southern Baptist <laughs> pastor for sure. He's still well, talking yeah. into the microphone, you know. He's still <laughs> I mean, like, even the Conjuring films. That's a Catholic priest, you know. I tell you, yeah, yeah. they all are. The right? Warrens, yeah. yeah, they have the little rosemary, uh, rosemary and beads. Yeah, so, so that that all just that proves stuff. it, you know. If you're Catholic, that's when demons come after you. As long as you're not Catholic, you're good. <laughs> no, I, I I think they as long, if you're a Catholic, like you you're gonna have to save the world, is what it is. Oh, it, everyone it, it comes to you. Makes fun of you for worshiping you wear Mary. The color, it's like wearing a cape. So there's a demon, and then they need your help. And they're like, oh, fuck, this shit's real. That's, <laughs> that's you you why still the, got your rosary on you? That's why the priest in, in The Walking Dead still wear this collar even the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense, man. Quick, let me find one of those guys that knows how to do the crosses on their bodies. Wait, wait, which <laughs> is it left or right first? Fuck, I don't remember. Spectacles, testicles, watch wallet. No. What if I wear my watch on the other hand? All <laughs> What if I put my wallet on the other side? Damn it. Do I just oh, go left on the this same This doesn't side? work. Why is religion so confusing? <laughs> is the book of Revelations in the in the Catholic Bible? I actually looked that up because I we did not learn any of this. And really? Google was like very um, not helpful, actually. I'm, I don't know. I'm, I, I'm still confused. Uh, I'm assuming it is, but 
Okay, so part of the thing about being Catholic is if you go to church every Sunday, they read the Bible out loud. And so if you go to church every Sunday for three years, you will have heard the entire Bible. And I feel like as someone who went to church every Sunday, I would have heard this at some point. So I don't, I don't know. Maybe it is in the Bible, but I don't. I, I mean, I would have, I, I would have perked up the minute I heard about the whore of Babylon. <laughs> what a whore? Did that guy just say whore? Oh my! God. <laughs> but yeah, so uh, I'm looking at the Wikipedia page, and this is the idea for the omen came because there was. Um, this Protestant cleric, John Nelson Darby, who founded Plymouth Brethren in the 1830s. Anyway, um, he became super popular with American fundamentalist Protestants. And he was saying that the Antichrist was going to be an actual man who rules the entire world as its dictator for seven years before being overthrown by Christ in the ultimate battle between evil versus good. And then one of the, another evangelical Christian in the seventies read that book and was like, or read some book and was like, (laughs) talked to a film producer and was like, you know, the, the Antichrist could be walking the earth in the form of a child and we just wouldn't know it. And that is when uh, some other, the producer, Harvey Bernard, was like, that could be a good movie. We could bash a kid's head in, man. It'd be awesome. <laughs> Let's make a franchise out of this. Let's do it. <laughs> Did you guys see any of the sequels? No, except for the remake. I feel like I no. saw part of something because I recognize so much of this, but I don't think I've ever seen this movie. So maybe I saw one of the remakes. I don't know. Or sequels. I've seen screenshots of Sam Neill looking like a badass. Oh, that's the third one. Man, that's terrible. They don't even know what the fuck they call that movie. <laughs> it's called The Omen 3. Uh, no, if you watch the movie, it's just called The Final Conflict. There's no... Omen does not appear on screen They're in the like, title. Eh, it's kind of the same. <laughs> no, I mean, it's... Uh, the So the first three... Uh, films in the omen series do follow like it's damien thor and you uh the first one's when he's five and i think the next one's like 13 and then uh sam neil is supposed to be like uh 30 something in the third one. Oh, and he's he's damien at 30 or 33 the age of jesus yeah, yeah. oh that's what it was it was yeah there we go mm-hmm. the age of mm-hmm. jesus before he died, it should, it should have been called the Omen Three: The Age of Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, actually, that title would be pretty apt because uh, that movie ends with like the second coming, and like, uh, oh, Jesus shows up and he's like, "What's up?" Okay, yeah, like the whole movie, like the whole plot of that film is that like Sam Neill's uh, Damien, he's killing all of the infants that are supposed to be born the night that the second coming of Jesus is, you know going to be born so he just starts killing all the infants that are born in that night in fucking man England. if only he had read some book because i feel like there was this other guy that also tried a similar thing and jesus still got born history repeating itself am i right i don't even know what you're talking about griggs but it sounds like a good book <laughs> i'd like to read it someday <laughs> it is it is a good book it's oft referred to as the good book the holy bible <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I haven't read the Holy Bible. <laughs> it's the holiest of all Bible. <laughs> I'd like oh to read the gosh. unholy Bible <laughs> for the temptation part of it. Oh my God, man! 
That that reminded me, like one of the fucking one of the special features of this fucking goddamn Blu-ray for the fucking Omen, man. There was the high priestess priestess of the Church of Satan was on no the way. special features. God, no fucking stop. way. Stop. <laughs> what? That should have been mandatory viewing. You should have said oh, something. Oh, <laughs> I wish I had known. Like, I have the DVD. I could have watched that. Oh, well, you, you got to sit through, like, an hour and 40-minute documentary oh. for, like, you know, five oh, minutes Jesus. of interview. But, oh, God. Just seems like a poor lost soul. Were, were they, were they like, totally, like, you know, pro-Damien? Oh, well, yeah. Apparently, like, uh... This what is actually going to happen? What was it? The second? Or, <laughs> it was one of the one of the sequels. Like a bunch of witches actually went out and like picketed in protest in the. Oh, it was the third movie because like you know what? like Jesus wins at the end. You know at the end, so all these of witches course. went in protest and tried to How cause some you. yeah some con- controversy. It's like wait what? That makes no sense. How dare you make a, a evil film where the good guys win? Okay, but end. also I don't think Jesus like fights am i am i wrong here uh no no the jesus described in the bible uh is like turn the other cheek you don't need to okay. fight them just check well at the end of the third movie he gets stabbed by this girl he was banging and jesus jesus i was gonna say whoa no. what what jesus gets stabbed. passions of the christ three like jesus, <laughs> like, jesus like legitimate passion of the christ you know she gets stabbed i guess jesus is supposed to be a baby but you never see jesus it's this weird <sighs> so he, he glowing gets, baby no it seemed he'll get stabbed in the back with this 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 girl he's banging and like he corrupted her son and her son dies Anyway, like the the mom's getting revenge, and she stabs Sam Neil, and he's in these old ruins, and he's like, "Oh, you win, Nazarene!" And like all of a sudden, there's this big Jesus, floating Jesus figure, that is like I don't know, eight stories tall, that appears above him, and like holy music plays, and there's a bunch of Bible quotes, and the movie ends. So it's not really a battle; it's like it's very bizarre. Jesus wins in the third one because. Sam Neill decided to succumb to his flesh and have sex with a woman who later murders him. Okay, do you think he would have won against Jesus if he didn't have sex? Well, that's, well, the, that's the implication. Yeah. He succumbed to his temptation okay. and knew a woman in the biblical sense. Do you mm. think that he and his woman were on drugs and that the Jesus was like a hallucination, though? The Jesus. Nobody Either that or he was really close to one of those the Bible... <laughs> <laughs> places in like Oklahoma. Eight year olds, dude. <laughs> we killed Brian. <laughs> what? You, what? What's going on? Sorry, I don't know, man. We got derailed. <laughs> <laughs> very, very derailed. I was just oh, that got me, man. They're eight year olds, dude. <laughs> got me. So, what are we talking about? Jesus. <laughs> hey, Zeus. Have you heard the new? I'm sorry. Have you heard the good news, Brian? <laughs> he is risen. The yeah, I I, I remember I remember being drug. a kid and people come up to me. And it's like Jared. How many people have you told about our Lord Jesus today? I'm like I don't know. <laughs> I guess we're talking about him. <laughs> oh man, they do like to do that to you, the South. Oh man, yeah. Accurate. <sighs> I had somebody a few years ago, I was buying rhubarb at the grocery store, and she came up and started talking about rhubarb, and somehow she just went right into Jesus and where I went to church, and she was concerned for my soul, and I was like, thank you, I'm just going to go home and make my crumble, though. 
<laughs> Every time I make rhubarb crumble, it just reminds me of our Lord Jesus. Did you know? <laughs> the segues are yeah. legitimately impressive sometimes. Like, did you know that Jesus took one rhubarb pie and turned it into 1,500 <laughs> rhubarb pies? <laughs> <laughs> And fed an entire clan dessert <laughs> as a reward. <laughs> a reward from the Lord. Anyways, everybody, let's pray. <laughs> Dear Heavenly Father, we are oh welcome God. here today. <laughs> I don't even know what's happened, man. What's going on? Oh, my God. Waiting for the sermon to begin. No, nothing's ever going to be funny again. Uh, anybody got anything else? <laughs> <laughs> oh, can we talk about the uh, the the climax of the movie, where we have the uh, the demon dog stuck in the basement, the psycho nanny and her green PJs jumping Dude. on his back. Amazing. And then that that weird ass like I'm going to cut his hair with some super sharp looking scissors. It doesn't work every, that way. But every time we cut to like the point of view, it's in like this strange slow mo. It's like twenty four frames slowed down. Yeah, and it's choppy and, sha- and it's super shadowy. Yeah. And like you know, like cutting and it, you're like you imagine if you were laying there, not you, Brian, but everybody else. You imagine if you were laying there and people were trying to cut your hair. Uh, if it, it would like, would you wake up? Like, like, like that would totally wake me up. Like, what the fuck are you doing, man? I feel like, like I would wake up, especially how hard he was cutting. But also, like, I don't know. I was able to give a lot of people that, you know, in college. Oh, really? <laughs> but they were passed out. Are you kidding? Well, me? they were like fucked up on drugs and like passed <laughs> oh, out drunk. Man, not always. Uh, oh. <laughs> well, he's a he's a little boy. He has short hair. I feel like the longer your hair is, the more noticeable it is when it moves. But he's just giving him a fucking little hole in the back of his head. And he's like, yeah. What if he didn't yeah. find anything? He's got all these like well, plugs. But like, missing. even before he starts like cutting it, he's like rubbing his fingers on his. Like, scalp how does he know to, where like, to cut? Yeah. Like, you know, it, sh- it should have glowed or something. He, he like the power of God should have like, made his fingers. Uh, that's why like, he's he should have been like holding a cross, and the cross could have like activated this. Like, or he's holding the scissors like those things when you find water, and he's like, "Oh, <laughs> there it is, there it is." <laughs> I just thought it was int- an interesting choice after he's seen like all these people get like dismembered, and then the dude that he goes to like Rome with or, or Jerusalem or wherever it was like gets fucking beheaded in front of him dude and then he's like I'm gonna take these scissors into my five year old's room and hope that nothing bad happens like I kept expecting like someone to jump out and like the psycho nanny well, and then did. him to accidentally like stab himself or oh. like stab the kid or something with those fucking scissors like you don't you don't have like like beard trimmer or something you can just like i don't think they had beard trimmers like that yeah yeah only thing that that, like the ones they had were like the flat ones they had like the circles you know that like just pinch (laughs) it pinches the fucking the beard hair you've already got to have a shaved face to use those that's just like a stubble remover that is that is accurate i understand like the the jumpiness of the slow-mo the scissors it kind of looks bad it's choppy but straight razor i don't know man i you, you need that time to build the suspense, and I think that's the that's the only good – well, it's the only jump scare in the entire movie is when that nanny gets him. But I think it builds suspense, though, because you're just like, what is he doing? Like, surely there's a better way to find these marks. And, he, like, you already know your kid's evil. Like, everyone's dying. Yeah, like, why, why do it in the middle of the night? Like, why not, like, next morning, like, all right, Junior, we're going to give you a haircut. And then he just starts, like, going way in on it. Well, I mean, like that's, when he got, ha- yeah. that's when he got off the flight. I mean, I would assume, like, you know, 
Like, what else is he going to do? Is he going to go to sleep? You know? Yeah, he's going he to lay there all night and go, and he's just in the other room. I need to know. <laughs> like, My scissors are right there. <laughs> We're doing this right now. Yeah. I don't know. I, 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 I like the end of the movie. Because the nanny's asleep, all that stuff, you know? He'd, he'd be having to fight her off. God damn. Dude, the fucking nanny. That, that Billy, <laughs> uh, what's her name? Whitelaw, Whitlaw. God, fuck. She is so great in this movie, man. Yeah, she is, she's man. Every creepy. second she's in it, it's like, fuck this psycho creepy bitch. Oh, my God. She's got the best evil smile in the film. Yeah, no, yeah, accurate, does. accurate. With her From the second she gets hair. introduced and she's like, I'm going to go talk to your kid alone. No, no, parents who I've never met before. I'm going to go yeah. talk to your kid by myself. Like, what? No. I love when she I walks into the little one. <laughs> Right, that's so good. I love when she walks in and, and, and it's like I don't know what she does to the mom. I guess she pushes her out the window. I don't know. They they make eyes and everything, but the mom's got her nightgown. Those zooms into oh, the fucking over eyes. Head, man. Oh man, yeah, yeah. yeah it, oh, yeah. The nanny gives her that smile. Oh, dude, it's, that's oh. such a great scene. Better better uh, fall than in what what Donner did in Lethal Weapon. I liked this one a lot. Fair, better. yeah. That was a great fall, except for the fact that. The mom was supposed to be in like a giant cast, so her arm couldn't move. And then the whoever was falling out the window, both arms were like flopping around. It was like well, it's you know, clearly not a cast on there. Like, come on. Yeah, I don't think they could. Uh, they could do it. They couldn't put a cast on the dummy that they threw out the window. Uh, no, that's not a dummy. Well, the, well, it was probably a dummy. I mean, but. no, the the low angle shots that are looking up at the building. That's a yeah. stunt person going out that window. The dummy is the the. The high angle shot that's looking down on the car when the when you see the impact, that's a yeah. dummy. Before then, that's a stunt woman going off into a one of those big balloon things. Well, the stunt, yeah, the the looking up shot is pretty legit. But also, I feel like for the looking down with the dummy, they could have at least for that one put it on there. So if you're like, oh wait, did they? And but then it's so fast that you can't actually see it. Like I did have to rewind it to actually confirm that. Like, did I just not see her arm? Like, but. Man. It works really well in the moment. I, I will say that. Yeah, I'm so impressed by it every time. It's just like, oh my god, that looks so good. <laughs> I mean, again, yeah, like fucking 76. This is this is incredible. This is like, uh, I know it's 20 years, almost 20 years later than Rear Window. But I mean, look at that fall versus yeah. this. <laughs> I mean, even when the mom falls off the uh, the banister railing, like that's yeah. fucking amazing. It's okay. Oh, that shot Fuck where, you, bro. where That's like, great. She's, what do you mean it's she's okay? She's on like a dolly and it's just a wall and she's just moving closer to the wall. Yeah. It no, that totally works, man. How that how that's cut, it ah man, I I don't know. Yeah, in the moment in the cut, it definitely works. Yeah. The way she like she twists her, her body and like she lands yeah. and then it's the on the floor and how she lands into frame. Oh man, it sells. Yeah. And you see the goldfish moving. I didn't care much for the, the the little blood that was trickling out of her mouth. I was like, "What what the fuck is that about?" But internal bleeding. Everyone everyone knows that when you land after falling over fifteen feet, blood comes out your mouth. Probably everyone, it's probably coming it out, out of your ears. Yeah, yeah, a lot of places, but also your mouth. I feel like it's a classic movie trope that everyone needs to continue. It shows how hurt you actually are. You bite your, your tongue off, and you don't. There you go. Ooh. Blood from your tongue fills your mouth and trickles out because your mouth can't contain you it anymore. You just shattered all your teeth out of your head when you yeah. hit the ground. Oh, my God. Maybe, <laughs> like, in addition to blood coming out, <laughs> they could also have bits of teeth, too. Oof. Like, 
That would be something. Mental note, next time you need to film someone falling from 20 feet. They need to upchuck teeth. <laughs> and maybe like bits of tongue can come out too. Oh man, nice. Yeah. They probably did that in the Omen remake. Probably not. Did they, Brian? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> the, the Omen remake was so fucking terrible, man. God, it was it was so bad. I I actually just watched it before we were doing this podcast, and like, oh, you know that the priest's room that they go into, like after he dies, and like there are all the pages that are stuck on on yeah, oh yeah, yeah all yeah. the Bible pages stuck on the wall, and all the crucifixes. Yeah, it, 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 David Warner has a line in the original movie where he says like, yeah, the, there's uh, Bible pages covering every inch of wall. They repeat that same line in the remake, only in the remake, the pages are, like, randomly thrown, and there's all these huge gaps of wall. And you can see the the green wallpaper behind, and he's like, not every inch, every inch was covered. And it's like, well, I can see the wall there. I can see the wall there. It's just, fucking, it's just a lazy fucking movie, like bro. Like, they, like, why, run out of why Bible use pages? the line if you're going to, like, yeah, it's to just say almost every inch. Like, it's really not hard. Come on. Which you couldn't, like, go steal another Bible from somewhere? It, dude, it, it, the whole movie's like that. It's just, like, everything, you know? Like, there's a that whole, is. yeah, the whole beginning sequence of the film, it takes place in the Roman Catholic Church with the Pope getting briefed on how the Antichrist is about ready to come, and then that does not factor into the movie in any way, shape, or form. It's just how the movie starts. It's like, uh, so they're, they're just setting it up. Whatever, just start it, start it, like, whatever. It's, it makes no sense. I mean, and there's, like, moments where they completely recreate the shots. It's so similar. It's like, eh, I don't know. Not a fan. I do like the, the, the first sequel, though. Damien Omen 2. Watch that one. Young Lance Hendrickson in it. Are we at ratings here, guys? It feels like it, Brian. All right. Who's going first? Uh, I guess I'll go first. Uh, I'm giving this a 10. I think this is one of the best uh, demon satanic car films you can you can go down to. I think it belongs in that conversation with Rosemary's Baby and The Exorcist. I think both of those films are better than this movie, just because those movies really lean into their supernaturalness, their horrorness, the, the macabre of it. And this movie, like, if you took out the music and maybe some of the looking back and forth at the dogs. This could be just a really fucked up uh, family drama. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, that's mm-hmm. how Richard Donner, you know, chose to look at it. Um, but I mean, I don't, I don't think you can read that the movie that way. Um, I mean, yeah, I, I, I haven't seen a better satanic film like after this since like I, I did like The Witch. I would put the The Witch in league with these other three movies, but this is just so good. It's the acting's great. Gregory Peck is amazing. Um, one of my fucking favorite close-ups of all time is when the nanny fucking dies and uh, Lee Rimmick picks up Damien and she's she holds him over her shoulder and she's just staring. She's like, oh my God. Yeah. yeah she says that. Yeah. With her big old fucking eyes and she's just like looking. I mean, her fucking reaction is perfect. Her shock. It's just, there are moments in these in this movie where you can see, like, it's just, it's so it's so great. Uh, like, the editing is is amazing. This, uh, this is cut by Stuart Baird who has done so many great films, uh, cut every single uh, Donner film that we're going to talk about this month. Um, wow. He's done Skyfall here recently. Um, I mean, hell, he directed a Star Trek movie, the last uh, Next Generation movie. What was it called? Uh, Nemesis. Really? Oh, yeah. Yeah. 
these, these guys just have a really good uh, collaboration. Gilbert Taylor did a great job in the cinematography. I love the way this yeah, looks. Yeah. Um, I could see where it would be really easy to like lean into like, oh, I want this to look like The Exorcist, you know, with this hard light and these shadows, and I want this, you know, to look like Rosemary's Baby, where it's it's daytime and kind of inviting in this nice, rich apartment. But no, this this movie goes with a more stylized Hollywood of like the fifties look, and man, it just. It were, you know, and maybe it's because it's Gregory Peck is also in it too. You know, and he just screams old Hollywood to me. You know, it, you think of like To Kill a Mockingbird, Cape Fear. I don't know; those are a lot of his more recent movies. But even like Guns of the Navarone and things like that, he just it it seems old Hollywood. And I don't know the, the score. Jerry Goldsmith is only fucking Academy Award the motherfucker ever won, which is a goddamn that's a crime. He got it for this. Yeah. Hmm. This is what he won his only mm-hmm. Oscar for. So. It's because the devil, <laughs> the devil made him do it. Uh, yeah, yeah, solid ten. Who's going next? Okay. Um. So generally, the whole story with the satanic whatever is bizarre, and I don't understand it, and it doesn't make sense. And so I don't. I would never have watched it generally just because of that. But I'm glad I did because everything else about this movie is wonderful. The acting is great. The costumes are great. Gregory Peck's eyebrows are wonderful also. <laughs> um, Damn. I, <laughs> they are. There were like a lot of times where I was just like, wow. <laughs> I was not listening to him at all. I was just like, wow, his eyebrows. Um, are those real or those wardrobe? <laughs> <laughs> maybe, I mean, it would be makeup. But like, I think they're real. I don't know. Um, be nice to find out. Um, yeah, it's. I I really um, enjoyed looking at this as like a psychological thriller, like a family trauma, like you said, Brian, like when you look at it, it it's kind of like from that lens, it's actually so enjoyable. I absolutely loved it. It kind of lost me a little bit. Like it's like towards the end, it's very heavy on the action when they're, I guess, where in the the Middle East or somewhere, there's other location. I was kind of like, this is boring and not relevant to anything that I'm that I care about. Um, so that kind of little hiccup aside, where they're trying to kill everybody, because um, I just didn't care. Um, I don't know. I, I think I'm going to give this a nine. I've really enjoyed it, and actually, I liked it more than Rosemary's Baby. Um, and I am a little surprised that this movie doesn't get talked about in terms of its costume and wardrobe, and because it is very stylized and it is. Yeah, I was actually very surprised because I don't hear this movie talked about how much I enjoyed all the the costumes in this. It's I think it's definitely worth a watch for sure. Who do you think had the the best wardrobe? Like the which character? Yeah. Oh my gosh, my favorite was that blue dress that the mom wore to the wedding where she's like yelling at the nanny and she's like bring my child right now. Like that dress and turban that she has on is just like gorgeous. And I love that shot. <clears throat> I love that shot down the banister. Where they frame the banister up, even though it like breaks the line on their conversation. But the, I love that just like weird up the banister. Well, show. I think it's perfect because it shows again how disconnected she is and how, yeah, it's just they're not a unit. They're not a family unit at all. And it shows like because like the nanny, the nanny's probably right. The kid doesn't want to go, whether he's the Antichrist or not. He probably doesn't want to go to church <laughs> um, for, or to a wedding or wherever they're going. And it just like the mom's just so out of touch and she's like, no, I need my child here and dressed and ready and to be presented. Like, I don't know. It's, it's so interesting. And 
and not to say that the mom's out of line because obviously you need to dress your children. But <laughs> 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 no, the shot though, I think really shows how, how separated they are. Yeah. 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 It's interesting. You bring up the, the 180 breaks because th- this movie did have a bunch of them, but they were all, they're all done correctly. Yeah. Like exactly like how it, it's weird how he would do it in conver- conversation. Right. Yeah. But it's always to show well, a little, like a new piece of information. It was really smart. I mean, Jared, you mentioned earlier some of the shots are are front lit, and I also noticed most of those. I don't, I didn't register if it was all of them, but several of the ones that started front lit, then and like at some point had a camera move where it turned into it like a yeah, and it was like okay, that was a really interesting way to start the conversation or start the scene. With this awkward front lighting, but then it moved into this little bit more subtle side back, you know, where it's actually edge like lit properly. Yeah, yeah. And, it, and it was like, oh, well, that's why it was lit that way so that they could do this move. Yeah, there was a lot of really, really good camera moves in this. Um, some of them were a little bit more subtle push ins. Some of them were like, we're just going to crash zoom on everyone at the same time. Man, like there was, there was, it feels like most of the tension in this was built through cinematography and editing which is you know appropriate um it, it it wasn't to me it wasn't from the the content of the the script it it was all tone set by the director and and the dp i i wasn't necessarily scared going into it but i also have to wonder how much of that was me just dissociating in like a defense mechanism to not be scared by this thing that could be very very creepy because the creepy tone was throughout the entire thing but like if you watch this on mute without the cacophony of sound in most of the uh creepier moments like it still has has some pretty good um editing pacing even even when the priest uh looks up to see the fucking spear crashing down on him and then they have the 15 cross cuts where he's like no and it's yeah, still why coming. doesn't he move no! out of the way like <laughs> step step three inches to your left dude but like yeah. he knows what he did so so in film we can stretch moments out that are really like a second long and we can actually make the second that you know half a second we can make it last like totally had time to get out of the way brian (laughs) this is not charlie's theron running away from a donut shape uh, ship in prometheus bro this is not (laughs) that argument you gotta zig. <laughs> all all I felt in that whole moment was Austin Powers with the guy like no, no! and then the, like the <laughs> the thing is just rolling down the giant size hallway, and he's like, ah, just move, just move. <laughs> it was predestined. <laughs> the, yeah, Austin Powers jokes aside, it was a good moment, and it was intense, and it did work for what it needed to be. Yeah, I got. I'll I'll give this an eight. Uh, I feel like all of the. Th- the acting was was really well done. Yeah, the tone was extremely well ex- executed. Uh, There's just parts of this that felt like they were taken far more seriously than I, as an audience member, um, was taking it. Solid, solid watch for sure. Yeah, totally. I like this movie a lot, Brian. Thanks for uh, thanks for bringing it in. It's it, it's fun. I'm surprised I haven't seen it before. Uh, it's just really excellent. Um, I'm gonna give it a nine. I, yeah, I, I think we've talked it to death. There's no reason to keep like dragging on about it. It's it's fucking cool. It's neat. Yeah, good one, Brian. Jared, one. Jared, put yeah. the scissors down. Oh, I'm 
Put, Sorry, put I'm, playing with, I, down. I'm playing with you scissors. You actually are playing with scissors, goddammit. <laughs> no, I was. You're a fucking cliche, Jerry. <laughs> You're going to go cut your dog's fur off to see if he's a number of the beast. He's, I already know he's a Grim. I don't have to check. What? That's, that's a Harry Potter reference. I'm sorry. All right. So with that, you've been listening to the Movie Crew Podcast. You want to get in touch with us? You can do so by sending us an email to themoviecrew at gmail.com. That's the Movie Crew. Crew spelled C-R-E-W-E. That's right. Extra E at the end of the word crew at gmail.com. You can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at Movie Crew Pod. Jared, where can the audience find you? You can find me on Instagram at Check the Gate, on Twitter at Jared B. Callen. Mike, where can they find you? I'm on Instagram and Twitter at Griggsy Media. That's G-R-I-G-G-S-Y Media. And Kristen, where can they find you? You can find me on Instagram at Kristen Magdalene. That's Kristen with a K and an I. And you guys can find me on Twitter at Elkins Edits. And uh, we're going to close out the show tonight with track number one from the Omen soundtrack titled Av Satani or Av I don't know what they're saying. It's fucking Latin. It's Oh yeah, we didn't talk about oh, that. Fucking Latin I like that. Satan. I like that in the movie when they're talking other languages and shit and we don't know what they're saying but then we get it a little bit later and then you know, I like that. This is from composer Jerry Goldsmith. Enjoy. Oscar Oscar winning composer Jerry Gold. Just one fucking time. How do you not win for fucking <laughs> Star Trek in the motion picture? How do you I was not say he did yeah, Star no Trek? No fucking kidding. You know man. that next generation theme that everybody loves? He did that. Yeah. Fucking a fucking alien, bro. Fucking Planet of the Apes. Like, oh my god. Chinatown. Basic instinct. So many good scores. No fucking respect this guy got. Because he sold his soul to the devil to get that first didn't one. He, didn't even show up to get the statue. That's right. He'd been nominated like fucking ten times at this point, and was He's like, like "Not even going. Not going." He's like, "They're not, not going to give it going. to me. I'm not going." That's exactly. Fuck what the Oscars. That's why I'm not going to the film prize this weekend, guys. I'm telling you, <laughs> it's not going. Because you're three out of ten, or excuse me, four out of the ten. No, this will be my fourth time making top ten that I'm not going to win. So, all right. Well, I'll accept it for you on our behalf. So, thanks, buddy. Spend that money for me, okay? <laughs> what? No, you, you tell him to send that to you in a fucking goddamn envelope. Oh, oh, that, that's what I mean. Send that money to me, okay? Send- <laughs> there we go. All right. Making it rain. Making it rain. And I'm going to hit stop. Stop.